Welcome to this week's episode of Blood Podcast, your source for innovative ideas and cutting-edge information. Our topics are based on articles published in Blood, a journal of the American Society of Hematology. Today we'll examine the critical role of platelet necrosis in ischemic stroke injury, the discovery of the molecular basis for the Pell blood group, and the impact of NPM1 FLT3 ITD genotypes in patients with acute myeloid leukemia. In our first topic, we delve into the blood article entitled Platelet Necrosis Mediates Ischemic Stroke Outcome in Mice. In their report, DeNorme and colleagues find that these effects, at least in part, can be attributed to platelet neutrophil interactions. A key step in platelet necrosis is generation of the mitochondrial permeability transition pore, or MPTP, in the inner membrane of mitochondria. The MPTP permits the influx of cytosolic molecules into the mitochondria, disrupting its membrane and function. Cyclophilin D, or CYPD, is a key regulator of this process. While platelet interactions with neutrophils have been implicated in ischemic brain injury, the relationship between CYPD, formation of platelet neutrophil aggregates, and outcomes of ischemic stroke is not well understood. The authors utilized mice with a platelet-specific deletion of CYPD in a model of cerebral ischemia reperfusion injury, which involved transient occlusion of the middle cerebral artery. Compared to controls, loss of CYPD in platelets significantly reduced infarct volume and enhanced cerebral blood flow during reperfusion, findings which were associated with improved neurological behavior and motor function in the mice. The investigators also found that 24 hours after stroke, significantly more circulating platelet neutrophil aggregates, or PNAs, were found in controls compared to CYPD-deficient mice. In addition, there was a significant increase in the number of phosphatidylserine-positive platelets in PNAs in control mice compared to CYPD-deficient mice. Importantly, Necrotic platelets are characterized by increased surface expression of phosphatidylserine and exhibit increased procoagulant behavior as well as an increased affinity for neutrophils. In fact, the study confirmed that necrotic platelets from control mice were significantly more likely to bind neutrophils compared to CYPD-deficient mice. Using flow cytometry, or histologic examination of brain sections following ischemic stroke, the authors found that mice with CYPD-deficient platelets had fewer neutrophils and PNAs recruited to their brain compared to their wild-type counterparts. The authors next found that depletion of neutrophils 24 hours before induction of stroke in control mice significantly reduced brain infarct volume and improved cerebral blood flow 3 and 24 hours after ischemia to levels observed in CYPD-deficient mice. Notably, Depletion of neutrophils in the CYPD-deficient animals afforded no additional protection, consistent with the notion that it is the specific interaction between necrotic platelets and neutrophils that modulates cerebral ischemia reperfusion injury. These seminal results by DeNorme and colleagues highlight a critical role for CYPD-mediated platelet necrosis, which in turn modulates neutrophil recruitment and PNA formation in the brain thereby exacerbating reperfusion injury from ischemic stroke. 
Because inhibition of platelet necrosis does not appear to interfere with hemostasis, cyclosporin or other drugs that target platelet CYPD should be further evaluated for their potential to mitigate brain damage from ischemic stroke. Lastly, these results provide a compelling basis for evaluating whether CYPD-mediated platelet necrosis and PNA formation are relevant to reperfusion injury in other tissues such as the myocardium, given the implications of limiting such damage from ischemic coronary artery disease. Next, we'll discuss the genetic basis for a human blood group system, as described in the blood article by Azuzi and colleagues, entitled, Lack of the Multidrug Transporter MRP4-ABCC4 Defines the Pell-Negative Blood Group and Impairs Platelet Aggregation. By way of background, it is important to note that blood group phenotypes are defined by the presence or absence of specific antigens on the surface of the red blood cell membrane and are inherited characteristics resulting from genetic polymorphisms at the 38 currently identified blood group loci. In an effort to identify the molecular basis of the Pell blood group, the authors performed whole exome sequencing using leukocyte-derived genomic DNA from one individual from each of the four French-Canadian Pell-negative families described in the original publication. Interestingly, variant filtering strategies failed to reveal any single mutations or indel variants common to the four Pell-negative individuals. This result suggested that the Pell-negative phenotype could be due to a larger deletion of one or several exons in a candidate gene encoding a red cell membrane protein. By analyzing differential protein expression from red blood cell membranes from Pell-negative versus Pell-positive patients, the authors identified ABCC4, or MRP4, as the only missing membrane protein in the Pell-negative individuals. ABCC4 has an important function as a cyclic nucleotide exporter Subsequent genomic analysis identified a large homozygous deletion in the ABCC4 gene which removed the last 10 exons of the gene and part of the 3' untranslated region. The deletion was accompanied by insertion of an 18 base pair intronic sequence, which is repeated in the gene. This deletion insertion was found in all individuals tested for the four Pell-negative families. To confirm that the ABCC4 protein carries the Pell antigen, flow cytometric analyses of HEK293 cells, stably transfected with an ABCC4 cDNA using an anti-Pell eluate, revealed a significant increase of Pell antigen cell surface expression. Conversely, knockout of ABCC4 and K562 cells using a CRISPR-Cas9 strategy showed complete loss of the Pell antigen by flow cytometric analysis. The authors subsequently investigated the impact of genetic variation in the ABCC4 gene on Pell antigen expression. Evaluation of heterozygous ABCC4 variants from 85 whole exome sequenced samples identified several variants that resulted in decreased Pell expression, including some that alter the red blood cell membrane localization of ABCC4. In order to better understand the function of ABCC4 in mature erythroid cells, the authors measured the intracellular cyclic guanosine monophosphate, or CGMP, level 
In frozen stored red blood cells from five PEL-negative individuals and five controls, CGMP levels were not significantly impaired in the absence of ABCC4, which is consistent with the absence of erythroid defects in these patients. Although expression of another ABC transporter named ABCG2 was variable among PEL-negative red blood cells, it was significantly higher in this group compared to controls. These results suggested that the absence of ABCC4 in PEL-negative individuals could be compensated by the overexpression of ABCG2. Since ABCC4 is known to be highly expressed in platelets, the authors evaluated the effects of the PEL-negative phenotype on platelet aggregation. Compared to controls, they found lack of ABCC4 expression in the plasma membrane of platelets from PEL-negative patients. Although no differences were noted with platelet aggregation induced by collagen or high ADP concentrations, it was reduced at lower ADP concentrations. Despite this defect, PEL-negative individuals exhibit normal platelet counts and no obvious increased bruising or bleeding diathesis. By combining multiple omics approaches, Azuzi and colleagues have characterized the molecular basis of the human blood group system PEL and have demonstrated that loss of ABCC4 defines the PEL-negative phenotype. The discovery of the genetic basis of this blood group system is of high clinical interest not only in transfusion medicine, but also in the treatment response of malignant diseases. ABCC4 is one of several ABC drug transporters that are implicated in drug resistance to chemotherapy. Variability in their expression can contribute to increased toxicity of anti-cancer drugs. In this regard, red blood cell genotyping of ABCC4 or other ABC transporters may help optimize the dosing of drugs or prevent excessive toxicity of chemotherapy. Our final topic examines the retrospective analysis by Donor and colleagues in the blood article entitled, Impact of NPM1 FLT3 ITD Genotypes, defined by the 2017 European Leukemia Net in patients with acute myeloid leukemia. The authors set out to validate the prognostic impact of the NPM1 FLT3 internal tandem duplication, or ITD, genotypes, as defined by the 2017 European Leukemia Net, or ELN, and to evaluate the impact of these genotypes on outcomes in the RATIFY trial. The RATIFY trial randomized FLT3 mutation-positive AML patients ages 18 to 60 to chemotherapy with or without the first-generation FLT3 and multi-kinase inhibitor mitostorin. Patients with AML harboring a FLT3 ITD, in particular, those with a high mutant to wild-type allelic ratio that is greater than or equal to 0.5, are known to have poor outcomes. The prognostic impact of FLT3 ITD is also affected by the mutational status of NPM1. Patients with an NPM1 mutation and a concurrent FLT3 ITD mutation with a low allelic ratio, that is less than 0.5, have similar favorable outcomes as patients with an NPM1 mutation and wild-type FLT3. In contrast, patients with wild-type NPM1 and a FLT3 ITD with a high allelic ratio have a poor outcome. 
The authors could completely categorize 2017 ELN risk status. In 318 of 549 AML trial patients enrolled in Ratify, we refer podcast listeners to the publication by Döner and colleagues regarding what combination of FLT3 and NPM1 mutations, FLT3 ITD allelic ratio, and high-risk molecular markers and cytogenetics comprise the ELN favorable, intermediate, and adverse risk groups. The authors found that NPM1 FLT3 ITD genotypes significantly differed with regard to clinical and genetic features. For example, FLT3 ITD patients with a concurrent NPM1 mutation compared to patients with wild-type NPM1 were more frequently females and had a higher frequency of a normal karyotype. Secondly, patients with a high FLT3 ITD allelic burden had significantly higher white blood cell counts and a higher bone marrow blast percentage. Third, RUNCS1 mutations were almost mutually exclusive of NPM1 mutations, whereas ASXL1 mutations were more equally distributed among the four NPM1 FLT3 ITD genotypes. In looking at the outcomes of patients enrolled in the RATIFY trial, significant factors for response after one or two induction cycles were ELN risk group and white blood cell counts, whereas treatment with mitostorin had no impact. The authors found that overall survival differed significantly between ELN risk groups, with estimated five-year overall survival probabilities of 63%, 43%, and 33% for favorable, intermediate, and adverse risk groups respectively. A multivariate analysis of overall survival for the entire cohort showed that treatment with mitostorin, allogeneic transplant, ELN-favorable risk status, and lower white blood cell counts were significant factors for improved overall survival. These same variables were also found to be significant for the hazard of relapse. The authors found a consistent beneficial effect of mitostorin on overall survival across the three ELN risk groups. The benefit was found irrespective of the ITD allelic burden and mutational background, such as NPM1 mutation status or presence of adverse risk genetic features. In contrast, the beneficial effects of allogeneic transplant were only observed in the adverse risk group. Based on the data, the authors conclude that conventional consolidation plus mitostorin is suitable as a post-remission treatment option for patients with FLT3 ITD ELN-favorable risk AML and that allogeneic transplant may be delayed until first relapse in these patients. They also highlight the potential value of minimal residual disease monitoring using NPM1 to refine prognostic assessment in not only the ELN-favorable risk patients, but also in the intermediate risk group where NPM1 mutations are common. In summary, this analysis not only reinforces the value of the 2017 ELN risk stratification of FLT3 ITD-positive AML patients and the importance of ITD allelic ratio, but also the independent benefit of mitostorin across ELN risk groups. It will be of particular interest to determine whether the conclusions drawn from the RATIFY trial can be extrapolated to older patients with AML. For a list of additional authors as well as more detailed articles and commentaries on which this podcast is based, 
please go to www.bloodjournal.org. Be sure to join us next week for another episode of Blood Podcast. Thank you for listening. The Blood Podcast series is made possible in part by support from Servier Pharmaceuticals, 